What's up, guys? Before this episode starts, we just want to let you guys know that we are officially on iTunes and Spotify. So check us out on those platforms. And if you enjoyed the episode, give us a rating. And if you really enjoyed it, subscribe. You get a lot more of us. Also, if you feel you have a story to share, reach out to us via email or DM us through our social media sites and we'll set something up. But thank you guys for listening and enjoy the episode. All right, so welcome to another episode of On The Journey. Uh, Today we have another special guest with us. Uh, He's a super cool guy. He's currently pursuing acting, uh, going to NYU, and he's coming on here to share his story. So welcome, welcome, Ronald. What's up? What's up? What's going on, y'all? So uh, share with us a little bit about yourself, Mm Ronald. Man, okay, so um, I'm from New York. Yeah, we, we leave it vague. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, bro. That's cool, man. We could, we <laughs> we could do it. You know what I'm saying? From New York, man. Uh, born in Harlem, raised in Rockland County, which is like a suburb an hour north of here. Mm-hmm. Um, did like most of my schooling, actually all my schooling, actually from pretty what much the first grade, County? from uh, four to eight, to nineteen, and then moved back. Yeah, exactly. So 15 years of my life is in Rockland, bro. Damn. And then moved back here on my own at 19 and been here ever since um for the last yeah last 10 oh, years so you moved here yeah. to new york on your own yeah 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 nice. bro you know just like uh once i decided to start pursuing acting mm-hmm. there was none of that back in rockland you feel me like there's no there's no uh platform for that in mm-hmm. a real way you know what i'm saying they got a couple like you know playhouses and shit you can like oh i do i'm doing a play at this like playhouse come out and see it if you have time on a sunday uh-huh. night or whatever but like you know there was no real, actual, viable platform for acting over there. So once I decided to um, make that turn and make that jump into acting, I knew I had to either get here in the city or go to mm-hmm. L.A. And, and it was just that black and white for me. What What made you choose acting? Oh, man, this shit. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> man, honestly, uh, it's funny, man. When I, when I graduated high school, right, my whole life, the plan was to be a doctor, uh-huh. right? My parents... Um, oh, shit. Are both immigrants from the Caribbean. My dad's from Haiti. Mm-hmm. My mom's from the Bahamas. You feel me? Oh, so, Haitian too, bro? yeah. Hell, oh, bro, you Haitian too? Oh, like, I was hey, like, I was um, what up, brother? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So, pound, baby, we yes, here. Sir. We uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. So you know what I'm talking about, man. Oh, you yeah. know, like it's a real rigid, strict upbringing. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, there really are only three viable paths mm-hmm. you can go down in life. It's like you're gonna be. Somewhere in the medical field, you're going to be a lawyer mm-hmm. or you're going to be some sort of engineer, entrepreneur, you know, start your own business, whatever, whatever. But those are really the only three things that mm-hmm. they'll respect. Right. And when you're immigrants here from a different country and you come here with that mentality and you have kids here, it's almost like the idea is we're having children here uh-huh. so that they will be successful in one of these three realms. And then, you know, kind of like lift us up, you know, and, and, and make life in a way that we never had. You feel me? And so that so was how the did plan. They re- how did they respond to acting when you... Oh, when man. You my mom literally said to me, she uh-huh. was like, if you think I'm going to give you my hard-earned money so you can go throw your life away and study acting, wow. study this American, mm-hmm. this American career. Huh. So she, just, did she had a partic- have a particular issue with the fact that it was American? Like, that was... Well, 
Well, the funny thing is, is like, you know, like being a first generation American, like you kind of grew up with like this double identity. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Because it's like when you're in the house, it's it's Haitian. You feel me? Oh, yes. It's like the food, the music, the language, everything everything is Haitian. You know what I mean? It's not until you like leave home and you go to school and shit like that. It's like, yep. That oh, like, you know, you, crazy, yeah, exactly. It's a switch it's up crazy. and you're like, oh, okay. You know, now you're like, you know, chilling with your American friends, mm-hmm. you know, talking all the regular like American sports and all the regular daily stuff. You know what I'm saying? You start eating American food. And like in my house, like, man, I didn't eat McDonald's till I was like nine years old, bro. Shit. Like we would drive past that shit. Me and my sisters are in the back seat. Like, can we go to McDonald's? And my dad would just keep driving. Like he couldn't even hear us. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know what Damn. I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even an option. Like, we're not doing that bullshit, bro. Like, stone cold with it, bro. <laughs> stone cold with it, bro. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, everything foreign that we even tried to do mm-hmm. to them, they just categorized as, mm. as, like, as, like, some American mess. You feel me? So when I decided to pursue acting, man, that was my mom's first reaction. And how about today? Have they come around? Oh, yeah, man. Supportive today? Yeah, man. She came around um, all the way around now, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do you think that is? Well, I think it's just, you know... When I decided to start pursuing it uh, eight years ago, there was no real plan in place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just, I just decided because I realized from a young age I love to entertain people. Okay. You feel me? So friends of mine would always tell me things like, yo, man, if you were on a TV show, bro, I'd watch that shit all the time. Yo, bro, if you were on this, I'd watch you all the time. I never took that seriously. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I just laughed at it. You know, it was just talk to me. I started community college. I did two years there studying biology to go into medicine Mm -hmm. and I got to a point man where I was sitting in these classrooms and I was like man I could do this work like the work is not particularly challenging you feel me I can do it but I found myself like dozing off in class just like not interested bored and so like at that point I was like man something's wrong you know what I mean I could do the work but I'm not passionate about it there's nothing stirring inside of me to do this work for the rest of my life you feel me? And you know, like if it's if it's if it's like like trying to be a doctor, that's like an additional 11, 12 years of True, school yep. after high school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's undergrad. Then you got to go to med school. Then you got to do your do residency, you, you know, fellowships. Yep. And it's just like it's an additional 11, 12 years of school. And me thinking about that, I'm like, fuck, am I about yeah, right. to commit another 12 years of my life to yeah. this thing that I'm not passionate about? Yeah, we nah. have we have one life. So exactly when, when someone says spend the next 11 however long years of your one life mm-hmm. committed to this one thing that you may not actually love yeah it's it's a it's a weird thing it's to aggressive absolutely, bro. yeah absolutely it's, it's fucking aggressive like the thing is like you have to come to like terms with yourself yeah it's like bruh it's why he tells you you have to do it for like a year three years mm-hmm. it's like all right i'll bust mm-hmm. it out but 12 years yeah man yeah that's no joke bro. medical you're looking field at is that, bro, you're like because i because i because i I played in the medical field for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. I was, in, I, I did the, I did the whole nursing school route. Went through nursing school. I was like a semester away from starting my residency, and I dropped out and became an EMT. Wow! Just because like I realized like at the last semester, like I'm only doing this because my parents want me to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like exactly, the, the work is not hard, bro. Yeah. It's just like I'm never interested when I'm here. Right. You know what I mean? I'll go home and just bust out the work, whatever. But I'm not interested in what I'm doing and mm-hmm. this is like some serious shit that somebody who's really interested in this should take care of this because mm-hmm. you need nurses you need doctors and exactly shit like that, but you don't want your doctor not to want to be with you exactly that. yeah that's another thing out of respect for the craft like you'd hope someone who is like let someone who's interested have that space exactly yeah. you, you know, know? Absolutely. especially when it comes yeah, to saving lives bro you don't want to be yeah you need to be passionate about that. right yeah you can't be, you can't play yeah. with that 
your, your, your goal can't either be money or anything. You you just have to be there because you want to right. help mm. people continue living their yeah. lives. Yeah. So yeah. what kind of uh, what kind of acting are you trying to pursue? Like I know there's a divide between film mm-hmm. versus Broadway. Are you leaning one way or are you? Uh, well, it's funny, man, because I could do it all. You know what I mean? Like I I could get on stage uh-huh. and. And you'll feel it, and I can get in front of a camera, and you'll feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like I could do it all, man. So, so can you do voice reenactions? <laughs> <laughs> I could do that too. <laughs> can we get a, let's get a little Samuel going on here. <laughs> oh man, Samuel. Mm. All right. <clears throat> all right. So Samuel has got this interview right on um, mm. on the David Letterman show. Oh shit. Uh, from like the early <laughs> '90s, man, and it is crazy because he's sitting on the couch with Letterman. And Letterman's talking to him about, like, you know, his, his like, rise to success or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Sam, he's like, all right, Sam, so uh, so tell us, man, you know, New York, you started? What was going on? And Sam's like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, I started acting in New York, and, uh, you know, I booked the show on Broadway, the piano lesson. August Wilson played piano lesson. And I showed up to the theater every night, and... I was the understudy for Boy Willie, and I showed up every night. And one night, it got to 7.15. I started getting dressed, because you know that's what the understudy does. You start getting dressed, 7.15, the main talent ain't there. You think you're going on. And then, of course, the guy walks in the room five minutes later. He's like, I'm here. I got to take all the clothes off. So I used to sit behind the theater on the fire escape behind the theater and smoke crack. And the whole audience goes crazy, and they start uh-huh. dying, because they think he's telling a joke. And Letterman's oh, like, shit. right? Letterman's like, yeah. no, no, Sam, you weren't really smoking crack. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's what I was doing. <laughs> like, I was sitting back there smoking crack. And uh, yeah, man, that's some wild shit. That's that some shit wild ass shit. Good. Yeah. But that's a little Sam love for y'all. Hey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hell yeah, bro. No time for that. But yeah, bro, you know, I feel like I could do it all. Um, right now, uh, I'm... I'm focused on TV mm-hmm. because I just feel like, you know, uh, there's so much content out there right now and so much of the really great writing is happening right now in TV writing rooms. Um, and then you couple that with the fact that all the money is in TV right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is like the place to be. Great writing and just insane, insane wealth. You know, you put those two things together, that's an actor's dream, you know? True. Mm-hmm. We hustle for that to, to 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 be able to tell the best stories and to be able to make a living off of that. And so is that, that is that something that's significant to you? Is being able to tell a story? Oh, absolutely, man! Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man! That's um, probably uh, yeah. My my biggest um, goal with this thing is to you know get a platform, not because I want to be famous or mm-hmm. want you know people to know me all over the world. I mean that'll be cool. But, you know, what it really is, is to have that platform where your voice can reach, you know, anywhere in the world because Mm -hmm. people know who you are. People know of your stature, you know, to have that platform to speak out against things that need to be spoken out about. That's a huge thing for me. Um, And just to inspire uh, young people who look like me, man, you know, what I'm saying I feel like growing up a lot of TV. I remember watching, you know, when you see a black actor on TV, you know, I'm saying you see him as, you know, a thug or a gangster or a gangbanger or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a dude who's locked up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's always like a negative stereotype um, and a reinforcement to further those stereotypes. And so for me, I'm like, you know, 
I want to play characters that show young black men and young black people that we are more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're more than a stigma yes, um, or a stereotype. We're more than, you know, what they think we are. You know what I'm saying? We can be anything and everything. And mm-hmm. that's my, that's a great message. That's, yeah, yeah that's bro. Awesome. That's what it's all what, about. Uh, yeah, so what are some of the hurdles you think that you've probably faced so far? Like some of the craziest things that you've oh, had man. to get across or jump over to get where you're at right now? Well, it's, it's crazy, bro, because this whole journey I've been on, man, I could have never imagined that it would ever play out like this, man. You know, when I decided to start acting eight years ago, I was working at a Costco. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, literally. And I used to push carts, push shopping carts. You know, I was like a cart boy, cart man, cart guy, whatever the fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would just Sounds be in the parking lot. Superhero. <laughs> cart man. I will put your trash away. Right. Exactly, dude. So I was just like, you know, just like on the lot all day long, just mm-hmm. like, you know, gathering shopping carts that like went astray wow. and putting them back into the corrals. And that was the job for eight hours, you know? And then after that, we'd go... Um, into the store at night and we'd all go to like the back and just you know throw hundreds of boxes into trash compactors and just come and just like compost all of them for like two hours every night and one of my best friends my boy junior um who lives in brooklyn now my boy junior uh who's my best friend since i was in the third grade we're back there one night crushing boxes and i was like yo bro i think i'm gonna be an actor and that's where the whole thing started and he laughed at me. He thought I was bugging. He was like, bro, you're crazy. Like, where yeah. the fuck is that coming from, dude? That's like the most unstable, unsupported, random, random shit that you could choose to pursue with your life. And I was like, yeah, bro, but I don't know, man. Like, this is on my heart. I'm feeling it. I feel mm-hmm. like I should just, like, go in this direction. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I did it. And so it's funny, man. Like, at that moment, I had no training at all. Like, no formal training. I didn't know how to start looking for agents and managers and how to even start acting. I didn't know what a fucking monologue was, how to read a scene, how to break a scene down. I got into Marymount Manhattan College, um, into their BFA acting program in 2010, uh, 2011, and that's where it all started. Finished that program up in three years, took two years off, did a couple of plays. It, oh, it was tough, man. It was tough because I'd never um, would have imagined that acting could be that intense, you know, or take such a, like, physical toll on you. And having been an athlete, like, most of my life, it's funny, man. Like, I respond to tough coaching mm-hmm. because that brings out, like, the better performance in mm-hmm, me and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think in most athletes. You know what, what I'm saying? What sport like, did you play? I played basketball. I played football. I boxed. Um, I ran track. I did a bunch of shit growing mm-hmm. up, bro, like, a bunch of shit. And so, um, yeah, man, like when I got to Marymount, this one acting teacher in particular, his name is Richard Niles. He's still a mentor of mine to this day. He was my first acting teacher there. And that's how he taught, man. He was just like, if you went up there and did some bullshit, he would just tell you that was bullshit. That was trash. You just wasted 20 minutes of everyone's time with that whack ass scene. You know, and he'd tell you this in front of the class. (laughs) You know, he never said nothing like that to me, thank God. But man, some people, like literally two kids quit the program, just like left the school because, you know, he was that, like, just cutthroat. I don't give a damn. Yeah, real real talk, man. And one time he asked his girl, he was like, why why are you an actor? Mm -hmm. What made you want to be an actor? You're terrible. (laughs) And what was her response? And she was just like, I've been doing this since I was four and, you know, I started in this small children's theater in my town in Indiana and, you know, this like really like, you know, heartwarming story. And he's just like, oh, my God, four years old. And it took you this long to realize you should just not be doing this. 
Damn. It was fucking crazy, man. He was, yeah, he was a savage. He's still a savage. Oh, I like this guy. Yeah, exactly. That was my reaction to him. I was like, I like this guy, man. Like, this dude is going to tell me what it is. You know what I'm saying? If I'm trash, he's about to let me know I'm trash. You know what I'm saying? And that'll make me feel some type of way, you know? Like, that'll bruise my ego. But mm-hmm. also, that's just going to make me work harder. Exactly. You feel me? And so that's what happened. Um, yeah, I guess you can react to that in a few ways. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly, man. And so... Because if you have a sports background, bro... Yeah. If you get strung up or every time a coach tells you that you're trash, you're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. You just got to, like, all right, if you think it. I'm trash, see, watch this. Exactly. This have, you know what I mean? Exactly, bro. And so, yeah, man, that... Finished that program up. Um, took two years off of school. Didn't know what I was going to do next. Uh, was going to move to L.A., had no plan in place. And then I met with Richard, um, and he talked me into going to grad school, which I didn't want to do, um, and I didn't grad, know. Grad school being NYU? Yeah, exactly, grad school. grad school being NYU. And I didn't know, like, what that meant mm-hmm. to go to grad school at NYU um, or any of what they call the big three, NYU, Yale, and Juilliard. Um, Yale is big for acting? Yeah. Interesting, yeah, I didn't the, know that. It's the Yale School of Drama, the Juilliard School, um, and uh, NYU Tisch are like the top three programs in America. And so, yeah, when I got into NYU, man, I was just hyped that I got into like one of the big three. I was like, cool. I feel like I was playing in the league. I was like, yo, I'm going to the NBA. This is fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this must be what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I made him. <laughs> right. When you like commit to Duke and you're like, yo, in two years, I'll be in the league, man. This shit is about to be great. Um, and in a lot of ways, it is that. It is that, like, you know, the greatest thing about NYU, um, uh, going back to your question about what hurdles and challenges have I come up against, mm, I feel like one thing, man, yeah, for toss. sure, for sure, I feel like one thing for sure that's uh, caused me to be able to avoid a lot of hurdles just out of the gate is going to NYU, man. I tell people all the time, like, NYU took 10 years off my hustle, huh. you know? That's amazing, bro. Yeah, because there are so many actors I know in this city who are, you know, trying to figure it out. They're waking up every day and going on Backstage.com and Actors Access and, you know, searching for auditions and... I don't have to do any of that. You know what I'm saying, man? I just wake up and it's like, and, you know. And why you brings them to you? Yeah, because, you know, it being um, uh, one of the top three, when we showcase at the end of our third year, all of the top agents come out. You know, okay. everybody from CAA and WME to ICM and Innovative and Gersh and UTA, you know, all the heavy hitters, they come out to see um, our showcases. And so it just gives you a great chance to hmm. land with one of these top agents, you know, if they're interested in you. And you believe um, like, do you think it's like the name behind the brand of NYU absolutely. that also help, like gives you that push, like working for absolutely. a, a yeah. name like that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, man. So I was blessed to be able to land with Ooh. a great agency, a top 10 agency, you know, um, top 10 management company as well. And, you know, it's just, do you have any roles coming up? Any anything we, should, anything we should look out for? Uh, yeah, I just finished filming a pilot uh, this past January, the week of my birthday. Actually, I just filmed the pilot for FX. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Ooh, uh, FX, FX got the movies. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there you go, bro. FX got the movies. And, and how was how um, was that experience? Oh, it was phenomenal, man. It was phenomenal. I can't talk too much about the actual project. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, like you know, signing papers and all this. You know, hush hush, but whatever. Um, but the actual like experience of being on set, man, for a week with um, the executive producer who's big, like big time, you know, and just like standing right next to this guy and watching how he watches the scene while it's being filmed and, you know, hearing his feedback, hearing his critique, like watching how 
you know, the more experienced actors who've been on sets for 15 years. Conduct how themselves. They, right, right. Yeah. You know, how they behave, how they conduct themselves on set, how they're, they're like levels of professionalism. You know what I mean? It's all just like, it was such a great learning lesson for me, like being there for the first time, like, oh shit, okay, so this is how, mm-hmm. you know, you show up. This is how you set the tone on a set. This is how, you know, is about. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was great, man. It was great experience that I'll stay with me forever. You know, so it's gonna be the first one, so I'll always remember it. Mm. Um, but that's being pitched to the network right now, and so um, you know, we should know by April what's going on with that. Um, I got something else in the works with a different network as well, um, but I haven't received an official offer yet, so mm. I'm not. I'm not we'll buying. Be sending it me those <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro. Send me those good vibes, man. Should know by early next week, but we'll see. Um, yeah, man, aside from that, I just got back from Minneapolis where I was uh, workshopping a play um, for this playwright named James Anthony Tyler, uh, who's on the come up pretty big right now in New York and uh, L.A. as well, um, mm. and is writing on TV right now, too, on a lot of big TV shows. And so, you know, it was just really cool to um, have that experience to work with him and get to read his words and bring them to life. And aside from that, man, just auditioning, just grinding every day. You know, yeah, what's up? yeah, bro. It's for like, for any actors out there who yeah, are listening to this, yeah, what is your best advice for how they can go about finding auditions or finding agents? Do you um, have anything in that regard? Honestly, if like to anyone who's thinking about grad school for acting, mm. if you're thinking about it, you should definitely run towards it and go for it. You know, and and audition for the big three. You know what I mean? If you if you if you get into one of those three schools, it is literally night and day how it will change like the arc of your career. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like you'll you'll never have to wake up and search for auditions again. Ever. Like ever. <laughs> that's, did you, did you, that's done. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> you ever have to uh before NYU mm-hmm. did you make an effort to find auditions? Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. For sure. And after a while, like, you know, that shit wears you down, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you're waking up every day and you're finding auditions and then you know you get yourself together and you get down there for the audition and there's like 500 people standing in line in front of you waiting to really? be seen it's, it's yeah it's it's wow. just it's it, it it's just fucking madness man and there's no reason for them to like move you up in the line because they don't know who the hell you are true you know you're standing on a line with people who nobody knows who the hell any of you are and it's 500 of you and they're like we might not even get to 10 of you today you know because we're seeing all our scheduled um right right you know what i'm saying seeing seeing all of our scheduled appointments Mm-hmm. And then if there's room left after that, we'll see some of you. Wow. But, you know, so it's like it's it could be a really disheartening thing, you know, to get up and get ready in the morning and get down and wait for two hours just to find out you won't be seen. So how do you stay you know? positive through that? How do you keep pushing? Well, I mean, I don't have to deal with that anymore. You know, thank God. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, well, even to, in regard to all the ups and downs, yeah. And maybe, self-doubt that ever creeps into to well yeah man i mean yeah and there's and there's all of that you know what i'm saying self-doubt is always is always creeping in you know what i'm saying you could be killing it you know and still doubting you know what i mean yep. because because every level you get to you know like you want to reach this level you know what i mean like when when um oh when 2019 was ending going into 2020 my biggest goal was to get on tv you know mm-hmm. and then in january i shot a pilot and i was like cool i've checked the box on that goal for 2020 what's the next thing you know, as humans, we're wired that way. We always want more. You know, we get the thing we want, and it's like, all right, setting a new goal, going to get that next. You know, so what I would say is, like, um, 
just just be dedicated to the game man mm. you have to fully dedicate to this shit if you are not gonna wake up every morning and do something every day to build your dream to further you know your name in the industry you know if you're not getting up in the morning and sending emails and making phone calls you know and and telling people like hey like you don't know who the hell i am fucking huge time agent at caa but i'm doing this little workshop in new york city in midtown and if you're uh-huh. around i'd love for you to drop by and see it you know shit they might not ever write you back but just take those kind of chances you know shoot shots shoot your shot mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like if you shoot a hundred of them one might go in and that one might change your life exactly you feel there me you but know. you got to be dedicated to this hey, game that's man. the hundred to one rule right there right right bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying so dedicate yourself to the game is what i would say to young actors man like get training get good training you know what i'm saying like because you'd be you'd be surprised how much that makes a difference between you and everybody else in the world who calls himself an actor you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like you you can get an audition right now for tomorrow morning at 9 a.m and go in there and kill it when you have proper training as opposed to actors who aren't trained when they get that they're like flustered like oh man how am i going to get this thing together by 9 a.m it's like you don't even have that thought when you're trained you're like oh 9 a.m shit it's 4 p.m right now i got mad time Uh (laughs) you know what i mean that's just the mentality um but that comes through dedicating yourself to the Mm -hmm. game man like you have to put this first and everything else has to fall under this do you have Um, any sort of uh like daily routines daily affirmations mm -hmm. reading whatever it may be yeah that help you push through your day or like get you get you through that morning where you don't want to just get out of bed yeah for sure for sure um so when i wake up in the morning man there are three things i always do um, I wake up, uh, I pray. Really? Yeah. And then I hustle. And that's, that's my morning mantra. Wake up, pray, hustle. You know what I'm saying? You get out of bed. You thank God for getting you out the bed. Yes, sir. For giving you another day. You know what I'm saying? Because, because life is in promise, man. You know, people pass and they sleep all the time. Fully healthy people who yeah. someone was just chilling with last night and it was all good. And the next morning that person didn't wake up. You feel me? So if you wake up in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Like That's a blessing. Exactly. And it's something bigger than you that's waking you up in the morning. So, you know, pray and say thank you for that. Mm-hmm. You know, ask for guidance and protection throughout the current day. And then hustle. Go get it. You know what I mean? I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah bro. Expressing gratitude, I feel. Absolutely. Is something that's super important. It is. And for a lot of people, I feel like they struggle to find what they can be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And that kind mm-hmm. of is what causes them pain or trouble exactly. throughout their daily life. Exactly. And just this example you gave here, it's something so simple as just being able to breathe. Mm-hmm. Like that in and of itself is so great. And 100%. So when you, anyone who's listening, when you find a day where you're kind of down or you're struggling to feel grateful for something, think of, think of that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Sun is out. You the world ain't blow man. up today. Yeah, exactly, you know exactly. Know I mean? You know what I'm saying? You're like able to actually breathe. Right. You're not stuck in a jail cell. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. You don't got 20 kids running around. Right. And that's Chill, it, bro. bro. You know what I'm saying? Even with the bullshit, you know, yes, you sir. could wake up and be like, man, I'm, I don't got nothing going for me. I'm broke. You know what I'm saying? But you alive. You got and if you wake up and you broke and you mad about it, breathe. Say thank you for waking me up. Mm-hmm. And now you got a whole day in front of you. Because you broke. You got a whole day in front of you to go out and figure out how you ain't going to be broke no more. For sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's there's reasons to be grateful for all of it, man. Um, and I also think that, you know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own, like, individual shit that we have going on that we can't see the little things that we should be grateful for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's always important to kind of step back and reassess and be like, man, like, where was I a year ago? Mm-hmm. You know? 
and where am I right now? You know, like how much has actually changed unconsciously to me mm-hmm. in the past year that I just kind of like, you know, lived through, but never actually stopped and Thought was about. thankful for. Yeah, totally. I feel like people compare themselves to yeah. a lot of times yeah. people they shouldn't. They compare mm-hmm. themselves to someone who is successful and is the greatest in their respective mm-hmm. craft mm-hmm. where the best way to do it I've found for myself was comparing myself to my previous self. Like yeah. you said, the way I was or the way you were a year ago or for even sure. a day ago. For sure. Um, compare yourself to, to yourself yeah. and you'll find exactly. that's the greatest, like one of the greatest realizations that I've had, mm-hmm. you know, like growing up mentally. It's like you got to stop comparing yourself to people that are outside of you and Absolutely. start looking inward. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. I 100% believe in like not having like heroes or idols because one time I heard that the worst thing in life is to meet your idol in person mm-hmm. or to meet your hero in person right. huh. because you realize how human they are. Yeah, exactly. You know it is exactly. and it kind of like it kind of like fucks your whole world up because yeah. your world is based off of their life. Right. Instead of your world being based off of your life and how you are on the inside. Right. You know? So it's like once you come to terms with like realizing that you didn't make any growth from yesterday mm-hmm. and that you're the real person that you need to be chasing or running after Mm-hmm. Like I, f- I forget who says it is. Um, I think it was Will Smith. I, ho- I hope it was Will because I hate to fuck this up. <laughs> he was like, "My hero is always is me ten years from now." Absolutely. And then ten oh, years I feel from like now, I my do. hero yeah, is yeah, ten for years sure. from now because like you always got to be chasing to be the better version mm-hmm. of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you keep doing that, you'll never stop going because you exactly. can never reach ten. You can never meet the person that you idolize the most. Is you ten years? From exactly. Mm-hmm. So you said you said earlier you mentioned. Uh, when you wake up, you said you you pray. Yeah, are you? Would you consider yourself a spiritual person or religious? I think I think for me, man, like I just I just try to keep a a clear relationship with God. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because I understand that like so many of the things that have happened and are happening in my life currently are are beyond my control. Mm. You know, and especially when you're I an actor, role, yeah. exactly. Especially when you're an actor, you know, like so many things are beyond our control, man. Like, I've been into rooms where I've went in for an audition, and the casting director has called my agent after the audition. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, thank you so much for sending Ron in today. He was the best audition we've seen for this project. We just loved having him in. I don't even get a fucking callback, man. Really? Like, not even a callback. That's weird, yeah. Yeah, right? And then the thing comes out six months or a year later, and I find out who got the part, and it's Idris Elba. And I'm like, well, I had no fucking shot going against Idris Elba. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, he's Idris. He can sell the project. He's there's a, a face and a name. Exactly. It, you know what I mean? And so there's out. so much beyond our control as actors. When we get in that room, like, you can do your work. You can be the best that day, you know, the best period. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, well, this person, you know, has a better look for the character than you do. Or, you know, you know, we just love this person's boots today you know it can be as shallow as that sometimes you know what i mean and like the deeper you get into the industry the more you realize like so much of it has nothing to do with you um and so yeah you know like i stay prayed up you know because the things i can't control i trust god to control them you know what i mean so i stay prayed up man exactly can't take anything personal so you know i prepare my work i do my i i get myself ready i do all that i can and I'll leave the rest to God, you know, because mm-hmm. I just know there's so much that I can't control myself. And That sounds like a great formula for sleep, bro. <laughs> you did everything that you could possibly do for right. that day, you sleep regardless of whatever results you get. Exactly. You, know you left it all on the table. You left it all mm-hmm. on the field, you know what I'm saying?
So do you have a particular place you see yourself five, ten years from now? Oh, man. I know it's hard to, yeah. to think, to think like that. Yeah, yeah you, it is. It but, is. It is. It's super hard to think like that. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, five to ten years from now, I expect to be, you know, fully, fully like rooted in the game, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether that be on TV, whether that be in film, whether that be, you know, on stage on Broadway, uh, I think I'll be at the top of something, you know, whatever the medium is, I think I'll be at the top of whichever medium um, at that time or near the top at that time, you know what I mean? And that's, that's the goal that I have set in front of me for this decade of the twenties is just, you know, the takeover. You know what I mean? It's Stay like ready. Goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they man. Just ain't sent it yet. Exactly, exactly. You know I mean, you got a vision that million dollar check. Exactly, Listen, bro. I got a million dollar check. They just ain't write it yet. Right. So just <laughs> wait for that. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But that's the that's the goal, bro. Just to um, Sorry. just to keep killing shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Say yes to as many things as I can. Um, work as hard as I can. You know, do as much as I can. Um, and look back and be like, yeah, that was a good 10. And so, now we're in a completely different position than we were. So you said say yes to as many things as yeah. you can. That's yeah. interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Is that in just regards to like any role or is that? No, 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 no. Definitely not any role. Um, uh, Cause I do think, you know, each individual should have their own like parameters. Like mm-hmm. there, there are roles. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I won't just do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but say yes to all the roles that. Right. Come find me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll take that role. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bro, you know, like, like to the roles that appeal to me, you know, say yes to all of them, say yes to all the offers, you know, when they come in. Um, because the best way to continue working as an actor is to work. True. You know, <laughs> work begets work is what we say in the industry. You know, every job leads to the next job. Mm. And so. I'm I'm just I'm ready, man, to just bust my ass and work as hard as I've ever worked over these next ten. Work begets work. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Mr. Ooh. <laughs> a, qu- a question we like to ask everyone is, how do you define success? Mm. And we've we've gotten a lot of different answers between ourselves and then the people we bring on. Yeah. And the way society defines it. Yeah. So. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with acting, but how would you define success? How would I define success? Um, <laughs> I think I think success. I think I define success as doing what it is that you want to do on your terms, and if you can go to bed every night happy with where your life is, you know what I'm saying? Or happy with like the track that you're on at least towards your goals, then I think you're successful. You know, I think, mm-hmm. I think on a small scale, that's success to me. You know, obviously there's, there's, there's enormous scale success too, you mm-hmm. know, like the acclaim and all those things, but you know, you can't get too wrapped up in that. I, I think because you know, that just kind of takes your eyes off the prize. So how um, much, how much does money factor in? Oh man, money factors in a lot, you know, to that, to that, to that like bigger level of success for mm-hmm. sure, you know, because, um, yeah, you know, money, money is power, you know. Yeah, Sarah. money, money can get you a lot you of know, things. Absolutely, man. Material you know? world. Yeah, and the and the more of it that you have, and the more you're worth, you know, the more you know in demand you are. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it ties um, back to what you were saying about NYU and yeah. your education. And exactly, training. exactly. You know I mean, knowledge is power, power is money. Exactly, you know? And, like, Always. even choosing to go to NYU, that was a business move for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, a, oh, man, I'm so happy that I got into this school. I mean, I was, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know what I'm saying? It was a business move, bro, from, from yards away, you know? Like, looking at the game 10 years down the line, like, oh, yeah, if I do this move right now, 10 years from now, I'll be astronomically farther than I'd be without it. Yes, sir. You feel me? And so it was a business move, man, going to NYU. And, you know, that's 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 a money move. Oh, so we usually each have, like, a closing statement of, like, just straight balancing mm-hmm. wisdom. Do you have any, like, ending wisdom for, for us today? <laughs> Are you closing us out today, Mr. Ron? Oh, man. Um, You've been dropping gems all day. <laughs> Drop yeah. some wisdom on us. Okay. Um... Yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, no matter what field you're in, no matter what you're doing, um, never forget, like, never never take your eye off the fact that it's about the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everything is about the work, you know. You get out of it what you put into it. You feel me? So if you put in the work in, you will reap that reward. It mm-hmm. might take five years. It might take 10 years. It might take six months. So keep your heads down. Keep putting that work in. Keep grinding. It gets better. It will get better. I'm grinding with you. You know what let's, I'm saying? Let's like, grind together. Exactly. Yeah, let's there. grind together. Let's grind together. And there you guys have it. Ronald Emile. Yes, sir. Keep an eye out for him because he's going to be doing big things. Yes, sir. And we'll see you guys next time. Hey, man. Appreciate you guys having me.